This is Mark Miller with OWASP 24-7. Today we're going to talk with the OWASP Offensive Web Testing Framework co-coordinators about their project that aims to make security assessments as efficient as possible by automating the manual, uncreative part of pen testing. Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from the Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide. Uh, well, my name is Abraham Aranguren. Nobody knows how to spell my surname, but it's not that difficult. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm the OWASP WTF project leader together with uh, Bart Bai now. I don't know. I do stuff for Cure53. I don't know if people are familiar with Mario Heidrich and, and team. And I've done stuff for eLearn Security and... And then I'm involved in with one of the um, top IT consultancies in Ireland called Version 1. Okay, thank you. BD, how are you? Uh, hi, everyone. This is Bharadwaj Machiraju, another difficult name. Uh, it's better to call BD. Uh, I am uh, a final year bachelor student from India. Uh, mainly, I mainly contribute to open source security tools, OWTF being one of them. Uh, have been a developer for it for the past two years, recently became a project leader, thanks to Abe. Yeah, I write tools, I do all the cool stuff, that's it. Abe, for those who haven't heard of OWTF, give us a little bit of background on what the project is. Well, the project really started because I, like working for, for a consultancy like I'm really, I wasn't really at the beginning. I wasn't really like working too much on on penetration testing companies, right? So, working for a vendor means that you have very little time to to do any form of security testing. So I was facing this problem that I'm given very little time to test things, and I'm not testing things as well as I I would like to, right? Like when I'm when I'm doing uh, a web assessment, I'm trying to to run like a bunch of tools and use the output of the tools as my first starting point. But because I, I usually would run so many tools, uh, I would also like to, to follow like a process that is as efficient as possible, right? So OWTF combines many things. For example, it does what's called like the start with buzzwords, uh, open source uh, intelligence, right? That's a little bit of OSINT in that it's it splits the test, right? Like, for example, if I'm told, yes, you, you have uh, this uh, web security test and it starts ne next week, right? So I know, like the previous week, I can start with the passive test because the passive test do testing through uh, third-party websites. I did this presentation in, in Berlin as well when OWTF was presented. It was called, I think, Silent Web App Testing by Example. So I went through the OWASP testing guide and explaining like for each of the items in the guide, like what you could do passively without touching the target, right? Like without even visiting the website directly, just everything as uh, like stealthy as possible, right? Like, and the idea here is to try to do as much work ahead as possible, 
so that like during the test window that you have, you really can do the best. Like you, you already have like a, a, a bunch of ideas about what the potential weakest areas of the application are going to be. And you know where, how to focus your effort better. It tries to apply tests to, to penetration testing, which is a little bit weird. <laughs> I tried to explain this uh, at the talk at Besides London. I think this was a couple of years back. It was called, um, what was that? Penetration, open testing like a grandmaster, I think. And the idea is, is that you should only look at each path of attack once. Like a chess player only analyzes a combination or, or a, a potential move once, right? Like, like, like the tree, the tree of potential combinations of a move during a chess game. So that's one of the other core ideas that OWTF was built on. Like the idea of having an interactive report that you can use as you are testing so that you can rank what is important, what is not important, what is like a false positive. Like for example, I might have a tool that tells me, well, this is a high because uh, the put method is working, right? But then I try to replicate a problem and I see that it's a false positive, it's not true. So I'm able to down, down rank that high into nothing and move on from there, right? So it gives you that capability. That's one of the other things. Uh, and well, the whole thing also started as a project to motivate myself to learn Python. <laughs> <laughs> so if that might be unusual as well to try to learn a, a development language like by writing uh, a tool that just would, you know, like would be like big enough for me to not finish it, you know, and keep me motivated like for a long time to try to develop it. Like not something that is very small and I do in a couple of weeks and then it's over. So I wanted something that would be challenging enough for me to kind of, learn the language. Mm -hmm. yeah, I saw, BD, that on the OWASP newsletter list that you've got a new role with the project. What is that role? Yeah, I just got promoted to project leader. What does that mean? You've got all the responsibility and no authority now? Uh, I share the responsibilities <laughs> with Abe, obviously. <laughs> more or less, that is. Um, more I have been, uh, but... Uh, Abe is a really smart project leader. Um, he always takes all the decisions with all the team. Uh, so it's just an increased responsibility to take care of the project more. I mean, spend more time kind of thing. How do you anticipate uh, using your time on the project now? I will be graduating soon. So I'm trying my best to utilize all the free time I have uh, just to get this tool to a stable stage. Uh, before I joined, like uh, since Abe started the tool, uh, he already had all the core functionality built in uh, even before I joined. Uh, I started with Google Summer of Code 2013 and my first uh, big project for uh, OWTF was to build the proxy server so that, you know, we could capture all the HTTP transactions and show that to the user uh, because that is the most important part uh, that is analysis of transactions for any web assessment. So, yeah, after that, it more or less went to, uh, we decided that we needed a UI and uh, we should shift from file system database to a real one, a relational one. So, yeah, more or less, I concentrate on getting the tool to a very stable phase and then give a release and then uh, take ideas from people, uh, discuss with the team, then uh, rate them along to the usability and then implement them in the project and then release again. This is more or less what I think ahead. 
Abe, where does that leave you with the project? What are you going to be doing now? Uh, well, I'm pretty much going to be doing the, the same thing I was doing lately. Like at the beginning, I started like doing the development alone, but I realized quickly, and we had this conversation, I think, at AppSec EU 2013, that all, pro all, all open source projects die. So I was really afraid that as I was going to get hijacked with a lot of work sideways, like the project would die, right? So this is why I got involved with, um, with the Summer of Code, the Google Summer of Code and all this and try to get like students motivated and, and going just to try to get like as, as much people as I could involved and try to see if the, the project could like keep living, right? Like it, it didn't, I didn't want to centralize everything so that, uh, you know, like eventually if something happens to me, the project's going to die, right? I, I want to like, to distribute as much as I can. And this, uh, but by being promoted, I'm probably buttering his name every time, so sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> uh, it's okay. So he's, uh, you know, like, I, we are making it official now that he's the a project leader as well, but in reality, like, we're just making official what was unofficial, like, for, for a long time, for years. Like, he has been there like helping me on everything with the direction of the project and managing the project and everything, not just coding, but as well, like trying to help getting all the people up to speed and everything, right? When you say all the people, BD, how many people are working on the project? Uh, on a whole, we have, uh, I think, uh, almost part-time contributor count of six to seven, but then a total of 30 people contributed from the beginning uh, up till this point. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's the, you know, the open hub stats of OWTF are uh, really cool and mind blowing as well, uh, according to their model and stuff. Hmm. Where do you see taking this down the road? What's your plan for the next year? Right now, OWTF is quite uh, stable, uh, not perfectly stable, but quite stable according to user perspective. Uh, but on the development side, we have been facing a lot of problems with our testing framework uh, or the newly implemented features such as uh, plug and hack and stuff. Uh, uh, we are more or uh, presently, uh, at least my efforts are concentrated on uh, re-architecting the project again. Like we are trying to redesign it uh, into a strong one this time, uh, make sure uh, we take care of all the possibilities because when Ape started, uh, I mean, approximately four years, uh, three years ago, uh, I don't think he predicted uh, this this day, like the the position we have. I mean, he never predicted that there might be a UI or there might be a proxy server listening or, or, or this kind of stuff, uh, the development side stuff. So uh, we might... Uh, thinking of the future, we have to reshuffle things, we have to reshuffle the components here and there, just to make sure that the project, you know, remains stable, usable, and uh, easy to develop. Uh, yeah, it, it should be easy to develop as well, because uh, since it is open source, not many people can spend their time on this. So it should be easy to develop, then we can attract more contributors in and people can easily fix bugs and stuff. Abe, we're talking about contributors here, but what about users? What's the user base like? Well, that's uh, one of the things I really don't have any <laughs> any idea about. I, I'm not I'm not really sure. Like this is w one of the reasons. Like Simon from Zap tells me, like he likes uh, what was that Google Google Code because it tells him like how many downloads he has. 
Now with GitHub, we are starting to get some statistics, but I'm really not sure, like between clones. I think we have some statistics about clones, but I, I don't yes, really have... Uh, do you it's, know the it's number? Like, uh, yeah, it's like 92 cloners in the past few days, like that kind of stuff. Uh, and we have good hits as well. Uh, they have been rising it as well. Uh, on an average, we get 50 unique hits every day on our GitHub uh, repo. So yeah, a lot of people are looking at it. Yeah, but it's it's not. It's what I mean. It's not like other projects that you can see like the full number of downloads since the start. Yeah, not since the start. Uh, yeah, we we don't just... have we don't have that number. Like in in Google Code, you can see like all the downloads since the start since the start. But on GitHub, as far as I know, we don't have that hard number. Like we have some reference, like what what we're by saying, like some of the most recent numbers, but not like yeah, the, it, all like hard number. You know, ten thousand downloads in the start or something like this. We don't have that as far as I it's, know. It's like ninety-two uh, new cloners in the past fourteen to fifteen days. That is the number we have from GitHub. Is there any kind of alignment? with OWTF with other projects in OWASP? Well, it is, there is alignment in, OWTF is, is trying to run like a lot of tools that the tester would run by hand. So it is aligned with many tools and, and projects from OWASP. Like for example, like the whole thing is based on the OWASP testing guide. That's how we started. There's a mapping to the OWASP top 10 from the OWASP testing guide. We are quote unquote compatible with the OS testing guide version three and version four. And as for tools, uh, I think we call, we wanted to add compatibility with OS Bosaft. We tried before, but there was a problem that it didn't run on Kali Linux, which is one of the distributions that we work with the most. Uh, but I don't know, like from the top of my head, if there are any, probably there's something that we run, but I, I don't know. Do you know? Actually, there are too many tools uh, that we run, specifically OS projects. Uh, we might have to go to our resource pages. Like there are lots of useful tools. Uh, users uh, requ- uh, request some specific tool to be added to our uh, arsenal, and then we just add it. So um, we, have, we might have to go through the resources to count how many OS tools we support. Are you aware of the Swamp project by the United States government? It is a conglomeration of a group of tools that uh, you can run an automated test against using those tools. And it sounds to me like you guys are working on, in a different way, the same type of thing that could you actually get the various tools from OWASP and run them through OWTF and use the tools that way? Yeah, well, I think I think you could many of them, but the way, like right now, the way OWTF is at the moment, I would use, for example, OWTF and ZAP for different things. So I would use OWTF for like the passive tests, like through third-party websites, for like the whole Google hacking and all these things, and for some of the passive tests. And then I would use that more for the authenticated portion of the website, just to crawl, to see, to try to map all the functionality that's there, and from there to try to attack it. Right. So, I like some tools. Yes, like we can run them, especially those that you give them a URL and you run them. But 
Another thing is that OWTF also tries to give, give you hints. Like, for example, we will not run... Um, what, what, what is the name of this? The WordPress uh, WP scan for uh, WordPress, mm-hmm. for example. It's a very popular tool. We won't run it for you, but uh, we will give you a hint as in if there is, if there is WordPress here, you can run WP scan like this. So we give you like a, a, a suggested command. You know, because if we try to run everything, it will take forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you run it on a website that it doesn't even run WordPress, <laughs> so it will be a waste of time, right? But yeah. but we give we I mean it's a, I think OWTF is really a strange project because like many people like for example when I talk with project managers they always want to you think you tell them yes uh, I, I'm you know I'm leading this this open source tool and they think it's a tool so I click a button and I get the output. Now that is true, but it's an output that you can change, right? In OWTF, that is the big difference between OWTF and other tools. Like that is not the end, that's the start, <laughs> right? And then from there, you have external plugins that will give you hints. Like for example, for the clickjacking plugin, there's an external plugin that's going to give you hints. Like if you're trying to exploit clickjacking, these are some presentations, this is proof of concept code that you can use. These are open source projects that can help you to build a proof of concept of this clickjacking issue that you are finding, for example, right? Like, so it's not just uh, run a tool, give me the, a report. It's a report that you can change, and it's a report that give you that gives you hints to try to exploit the problems so that you can demonstrate risk in as little time as possible, right? Because the penetration tester, regardless of who they work for, is always screwed on time. And that's the, the whole philosophy here is Try to make everything as efficient as possible. Like try to test before you're allowed to test with the passive test. <laughs> test as much as you can while you have permission. And then if you have, if you find something, try to build a proof of concept as quickly as possible. Right. So it tries to help you with all that. I'm not. It, it, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's trying <laughs> to to get there. It, yeah, it's more of a framework where you mould it uh, to your requirements, like uh, add your own plugins to run the test you'd like to. It's more of a framework and not just a tool. You you have to enhance it. Like you can uh, implant your own test. Just It's like strike hard, strike fast and strike at the right place. Well, wait, are you guys going to be at the uh, EPSEC EU conference coming up? Uh, I, I think we are. Not, yeah, no, we are not going to be. But uh, we will have two other uh, members of the team attending, who are called Tao and Marius. Tao is from France, and Marius is from Greece. So it's all we're all very multicultural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So they will they will be there uh, representing us, and I think uh, they will be giving a lighting talk as well. I've been talking to the co-organizers of the Offensive Web Testing Framework, the OWASP OWTF project. Thank you, gentlemen. Very interesting. Thank you. Thanks a lot. You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from 
The Nexus Community Project, supporting millions of open source developers worldwide.